Okay, well, it's time to do our monthly little financial check. Now, if you've been paying attention over the past few months, you'll know we've been following the life cycle of a business. And one of the things that a life cycle for most businesses, therefore, is to actually provide financial security for the owners and the shareholders as they look towards retirement. So today, we get onto that thorny subject of pensions. I'm joined on the line by Sarah Tucker, as usual, from CKLG. Sarah, hi. Hi. <laughs> this must be this must be your favourite time of year when people are talking about pensions, things like that. I mean, from my own point of view, I just know that every time someone starts talking about it, I think, I'm sorry, I'm lost. Is is this true, or is it just me? Uh, no, not at all. Especially when there's um, an impending budget and potentially a changing government over the next eighteen months or mm. so. Um, but we did surprisingly. Um, it, it, there were um, surprisingly some tweaks to um, the pension regime um, in the April budget this year, which were wholly unexpected and have been quite controversial. But as you say, what is desperately important for an owner-managed business, um, an, an individual, um, anybody, in actual fact, to, 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 to actually look at your pension um, and to look how you're going to provide for yourself in your retirement. Um, Paul and I met yesterday, actually, and we, we had a, a chat about um, roughly what he sees in his world, what ideal pension levels are um, for certain lifestyles. Um, and I think probably that's my cue to Paul to sort of chip in and, and take over from here. Indeed. Now, so you've mentioned you mentioned the name, Paul. We need to introduce, because you're so, we need to be clear, Sarah, that you as accountants, there's only so much you can do, isn't there? Only so much advice that you can give. Then it has to go to someone like Paul Ory from MM Wealth, who's a, he's a financial planner. With It's people like him who go, right. Is that right? Yes, that's absolutely absolutely right. From our perspective, um, we will always um, assist our clients um, with understanding the tax reliefs that are available for investing in pensions, um, whether it through company contributions or whether it through whether it through individual contributions. Um, and we we can talk about that the maximum amount that you can put in mopping up unused relief from earlier years. It's all dependent upon your level of income. Um, but at the point then a client decides they want to boost their retirement savings, that's when we have to pair up with a financial planner. Um, and Paul and I have actually worked together um, on a couple of clients, um, not necessarily on, on pension aspects, but certainly on estate planning. But today we are focusing on pensions. Well, Paul, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, MM Wealth Management, Cambridge-based or Cambridgeshire-based organisation? Yeah, that's right. We're based in Cambridge. We're just outside Cambridge in Girton, near the college. So, Very good. Uh, enjoying the sunshine over here at the moment. So <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Now, where do we even start, Paul? Because it is a it's a minefield, and and Sarah's been very good so far at walking us through everything of this. But when it comes to your pension and funding your retirement, how do you even get a grip of what you need to be doing? What we find it best to do is to look at pensions as part of the overall retirement planning and it's quite easy if we start looking at what sort of income would someone need in retirement and then working out exactly what they've got already we then use cash flow modeling tools and see how it would take how easy it would be to get you from where you are at the moment to where you want to be um, and obviously timelines are important as well because you may be quite a distance away from retirement, 
you may be quite close to retirement and as well, obviously, in retirement. Uh, that's the big unknown. We don't know how long someone's going to live for. Mm. and We don't know how long they're going to need an income in retirement. But the first starting point is usually to have a consideration as to what an income in retirement is going to look like. And it was recently the Witch came out with a, a survey and they, they used three separate categories for an income in retirement. One's essential, one's comfortable and one's luxury. And the numbers are, for someone essential, a single person, they say 13000 a year, and for a couple, 19000 For a comfortable retirement, 20000 and 28000 for the couple. And then when you go to the luxury uh, category, it's 32000 for the individual and 44000 for the couple. Wow. So you're looking at quite a large amount of money there. Um, now, the luxury one, that includes a new car every five years. It includes a long haul holiday every year. So there's quite a few bits in there, but it could well be that someone wants to do more than that. Or what we do find is quite um, common as well is that when someone retires, they want to go on the, the big trip or the, the cruise around the world, something like that. And obviously, you need to factor that in as well. So what we tend to do is use that as a bit of a starting point and see, well, yeah, how much do you actually want in retirement? And then when we've got an idea of that, we can then start having a look and seeing what someone already has. Um, and that's going to include pensions, as we're here to talk about today. But it can also include other things as well. It can include investments. It can include, to some extent, cash. Um, and the big pension as well that not everyone always thinks about when they're doing the planning is the state pension. Yeah. Is the state pension is going to be you know, a, a guaranteed sort of income. But as it stands at the moment, because they're increasing the state pension age, it means that for someone who's looking at retiring early, i.e. before the state pension age, they may need to make some additional provision before that state pension kicks in. So it could be that they need to look at their existing pensions and their other assets and investments before. And when you mentioned, you know, okay, people are coming to you, they're going, right, it's time to think about this. Am I right in thinking that actually people are doing this perhaps in their, at best, mid to late 30s, probably their 40s, possibly even getting towards their 50s? It's not the kids straight out of school going, right, I'm out of school now, I've done my A-levels, I need to sort my bench now. And, and we've, you've kind of missed a, a whole chunk of your working life, possibly. Well, actually, strangely you should mention that, but what we have actually had is some of our clients, for their, our more elderly clients, for their grandchildren, they've already set pensions up for right. as a part of estate planning. So we have, um, I've got some of my clients whose, whose children, who are uh, seven, eight, nine years old, who've already got, pensions in place wow. so so yeah that is some advanced planning but i think when you're when you're in your you know as you say 1920 you know pensions aren't the first thing on on your mind but in today's world if you're working for a company once you meet the age criteria then they're going to put you into the workplace pension yeah. so you are going to have a workplace pension quite early on in your life so you're going to have that something there. Now, I know it doesn't cover self-employed, 
and there is obviously the option to opt out but it's very difficult to opt out so most people once they're in it they stay in it and the government have set it up that way so it works like that brilliant um and then it's just letting that pension build up but looking as well as to you know what you can do sometimes you're going to have to go above and beyond a workplace pension and a state pension because it's just not going to be enough now sarah how do we do that then because we've all got salaries coming in, or hopefully most of us have got salaries or as we've been talking you're running your own business but nevertheless you've got constraints you may have salaries and overheads and there is a cost of living crisis on the go at the moment realistically how easy is it to to boost your retirement savings in the current climate or what can you do to to boost them it's actually pretty easy, um, but as you say, it's a bit of a thorny topic at the moment because we are all undergoing a cost of living crisis. Um, so probably the last thing people are thinking about doing is actually topping up their pension. Um, but there's pensions generally form sort of two pots. You have the state provision and then you have um, an occupational provision from for a job. Um, and some people have um, more than one occupational pension scheme if they've been, um, if they've undertaken a lot of jobs um, throughout their working life. Um, so what we tend to do, um, and it is it, sometimes it is driven by tax reliefs as well. Um, but if a client is interested in topping up their that their pension um, or their pension pot after they've had a conversation with with Paul or, or their own financial advisor, um, then we look at um, their income levels. We look at their ability to make pension contributions in terms of unused reliefs brought forward. Um, now everybody can put. 60,000 actually into a pension scheme this tax year um, thanks to the tweaks made made to the pension regulations back in back in March in the March budget um, and you can also then bring forward um, 120,000 of unused reliefs from the last three years as well um, so that could be a substantial contribution that you could make this tax year but the most you can make is what your earnings are so it's always going to be capped at your earnings level um, when you actually look at your unused reliefs, you do have to take into account contributions made by your employer, um, increments to your for any final salary schemes um, before you can then work out what you can put in. Um, but often clients are keen to, if they do have spare income, uh, spare cash, maybe they've inherited some money that they want to then put into their pension scheme, um, they would always try and balance it around maximising their tax rate as well you'll get tax relief at your marginal tax rate so if you've got somebody unexpectedly unexpectedly paying tax um at 60 percent just because they've had a bonus this year um or they've realized some capital gains and that's you know that that's then um pushed them into higher rates um then often clients will think actually how can i get this tax rate down let's think about making a pension contribution um, there is one thing worth mentioning at the moment. There is an opportunity. If you have missing years um, in your state pension um, record, um, then there's an opportunity up until April 2025 to actually fill those gaps. Um, um, how you do that is, um, how, how best to do that is to, is to sign up for a personal tax account, check your contribution records, Check the number of number of years that you've actually got missing, and you can go back at the moment as far back as 2006. Um, after after 2025, you'll only be able to go back 10 years. Um, but check if there's any holes in your record. Um, 
again, talk to a financial advisor. Is it worth boosting that state pension? You know, at the moment, the state pension's getting increments based on RPI, mm. inflation. Well, we all know what inflation is standing at at the moment. Yes. So actually, um, increases to state pension are, are, are very favourable. Excellent. Um, but it's certainly worth looking at, Neil. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Um, time is tight. We might have to come back on some of this another time. But, Paul, other things that people should consider. Um, things like there's often ways of having beneficiaries uh, nominated in your pension. That's what takes it outside of your estate and changes tax liabilities that way. Is that, am, I, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, very much so. Um, what, what we always recommend is that people fill out the beneficiaries, the nomination of beneficiaries. And like you say, with a pension, it sits outside of the estate. So what can we, we can find that for some clients, it's a useful way of estate planning. Mm. Um, people can build up a pension with every intention to use it in retirement to access it for an income. And it could transpire that with the state pension, and for those lucky enough to have a final salary pension, they may have enough income coming in already. And the pension that they set up, they no longer need to access. If that's the case, it can just sit there. And under the rules at the moment, the pension will just go straight to the beneficiaries. And whether there's tax on that will depend on when the person dies. But either way, it's going to be outside of the estate, which is a, a very useful way of estate planning if the circumstances fit the the client's requirements fantastic all right i mean i guess the message we're getting here like anything is it's never too late do it now rather than you know don't don't prevaricate over this first port of call speak to someone like sarah who's your accountant and then they'll bring in the experts if you need to uh, if you need to get more more specific advice is that about right yeah Absolutely. i would say certainly looking at time frames yeah if you're five ten years from retirement you've still got plenty of time time's on your side there you go back, you know, you're younger than that, you've got even more time. But it's useful to get something in place and make sure that, that meets exactly what you want and make sure you've got it invested in the right place. And, yeah, if it is a long-term investment, that that's reflected accordingly with the underlying assets. So it can grow and grow over the long term. And certainly, like you say, is is doing something about it and, you know, just making sure. If you leave it too late, then it's something you may well regret. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, if someone's listening in to this today and saying, you know, who's this boring financial advisor who we've just been listening to talking about pensions, I know I'll go and do something. Then if that's the trigger it takes, then, you know, that's good and great as far as we're concerned. Because it's just, you don't wake up and think I'm going to start a pension. But, you know, if you do want to have a comfortable retirement, and it's becoming more and more important not to rely on the state, because... We don't know in 20 or 30 years' time what the state pension sure, is going to sure. be like. So if we've made our own provisions now, then it just the more flexibility you've got in retirement, the better it's going to be. You're going to enjoy that, you know, that comfortable, that luxury retirement, which you know, everyone sort of aspires to and everyone wants to achieve. Fingers crossed. It's just around the corner for some of us. Uh, sound advice, as always. <laughs> we'll come back on this, uh, I'm sure, uh, in a future episode. But for now, Sarah Tucker from CKLG Accountants and Paul Laurie from MM Wealth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Sarah.